You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. It's the Bomber Brothers Podcast with Ryan and Sean Chichester. Swung on and driven to deep left. For the line, she is gone. Aaron Judge, line one right down the line. Swung on and line to right center field. It is a base hit. Grounding third, scoring kind of from left. And the Yankees win the ball game with two in the bottom of the ninth. Hit in the air to left center. It is high. It is far. It is gone. It's a grand slam. Oh, a Stantonian home run. Talking all things Yankees baseball. Welcome, everybody, to the Bomber Brothers podcast. Sean and Ryan are back at the Yankees' busy trade deadline, the Yankees' disappointing series against the Mariners, and uh, much more. But, again, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. We're here twice a week after every series, getting to record immediately after this Seattle series ends so we can talk about the deadline moves while it's fresh. Um, But, Sean, the Yankees had three big needs, I think you would say, at the deadline. They needed outfield help with how terrible Gallo and Hicks have been. They needed uh, bullpen help with the injuries that have happened there and some previously established guys starting to struggle. And they needed rotation help, given some uncertainties in there. And they addressed all three. I think we would have been, at least me personally, I would have come out of the deadline feeling a lot better. But there was – I. I think a weird Montgomery trade there at the end, just before the deadline. I'm still having trouble wrapping my head around that one, but all in all, I'd say still a a solid deadline for the Yankees, especially getting Frankie Montas. Yeah. I mean, I wanted Castillo. I still think, especially with the way he pitched against the Yankees today, Castillo was the guy to get, but Montas, you know, Montas has a question with the shoulder and, and, and whatnot. He supposedly is healthy again. And you got to assume that, that's the case moving forward, but, um, that, that's a huge get, um, you know, Ben and doesn't really excite me, but it makes me feel a little bit more comfortable. He's off to a rough start here. I think that'll probably even out at, at some point, but it's very weird to see him come over and strike out as much. And then the bullpen pieces were, were huge. I think, um, you know, you saw, uh, F Ross with some pretty good reactions in the, in the middle game when he gave up that ball to the warning track and, um, you know, Trevino, um, you know, also really helps a few more with a few more reliable arms down there. So overall, I think who the Yankees got, um, I was, I was really excited about it heading into the, the five o'clock hour yesterday. And then right as, uh, you know, six o'clock rolls up, you start hearing that the Yankees might be in on, um, you know, another starting pitcher, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, Lopez. And then you see Montgomery gets traded for Bader and you're like, well, there has to be another move coming. And then when it doesn't happen, you're you're really confused as to what they did. And then when you hear the reasoning, I really don't get it. I don't think it makes any sense to me. I understand you're getting Bader for a postseason game where you think he's going to provide great defense in center field. and But he's not going to start. Like I don't think you would start him over Hicks. 
right? Like he doesn't hit nearly enough for that. So yeah, Bader's offensive numbers are fairly underwhelming. You would say he's definitely a, a glove first center fielder, one of the best defensive center fielders in baseball. In terms of his offensive numbers, he's a little bit below league average, a 93 OPS plus, a 673 OPS, not much power, only five home runs and 246 at-bats this season. In terms of how they imagine him being used, I think it's a little complicated already because he's coming over with plantar fasciitis. He hasn't played since June, and we've seen how much plantar fasciitis can linger on a player. I mean, Greg Bird, it derailed a lot of his 2019 season. Of course, he had other problems to go along with it, but plantar fasciitis has a tendency to stick around. We were never really given confirmation of what Luke Voigt was dealing with in 2020 with like the foot stuff, but I'm sure a lot of people made him better that year. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But he was limping around the bases every time he hit a home run. That's obviously not what you would want for a center fielder who's got a bunch of ground to cover. Um, But yeah, a very, very odd trade. I mean, I know a lot of the motivation is also going to be to get judge out of center field to keep him fresh uh, for the stretch run and for the postseason, of course. And while, you know, bolstering the defense in the outfield, which hasn't been the greatest per defensive run save metrics like the infield has, but it's just just an odd, odd trade to close out on. You can't even, I mean, he's not going to come back till mid September. You can't even get judge any rest till the end, the last three weeks of the season. Like it, it just makes no sense to me. You, you traded Jordan Montgomery to upgrade your Tim LaCastro spot is basically what it came down to, in my opinion. And, you know, you have an over, you have an overcrowded outfield and now an undermanned wrote not undermanned, but under reliably manned rotation, I would say, which is, is, you know, Montgomery was, was second best on the Yankees in terms of length per start behind Cole. And now you just t- took him out. And I know he had two bad starts in a row. But, I mean, he's he's been reliable. Like, he's been a solid four, a solid uh, a solid four or five guy for you for years now. And, and you know, you're, just, you're pulling him out for Domingo Herman. Like, he's uh, – man, it, it, I, I don't get it. I do not like this. And it, it's always the last move that, that you know, the last thing is going to be what you remember and, and just leaves a sour taste in my mouth. And, you know, I, I – the, the team reacted kind of poorly on, on the first game back. They were definitely a little bit out of sorts. I think that probably sh- shocked the clubhouse going into the Tuesday night game. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I just, I don't get it. What are you even, what are you even going to do? You're in a playoff game. You go Benintendi, Hicks, Judge. Who, who are you, who are you taking out? You're going to pinch run I, I think, Vader for either Hicks or. I think they're. It's I think weird. they're going to probably have to do a wait and see with Vader in terms of when he's healthy, how he looks, how he looks when he's healthy. But like we're saying, it's kind of hard to wrap our heads around the trade and why they did it because of the crowded outfield. You just got Benintendi, you have Hicks in there. I mean, is this a sign that the Yankees are starting to fall out of love and give up on Hicks? I mean, Hicks and Bader have identical OPSs this year, so the the offensive numbers might not uh drop as as much as people might think if they replace Hicks with Bader and obviously the defensive numbers are much better with Bader and Hicks is also oh for his last 26 like we were, we were talking but before that he was red hot like but he's shown is, that but, he can do it but he's also shown that this is who he is this is you know ever since 2018 
obviously health has gotten in the way of it as well, but Hicks, when seemingly healthy, has been super streaky. I mean, even last year before the wrist injury that sidelined him for the season, he was super peaks and valleys. It's happening again this season in a year where he's been supposedly healthy all year and we're kind of waiting for things to stabilize because of that wrist injury. How long does it take him to feel 100% again and get his power stroke back and more strength in his wrist? And and now he's just looked really really bad at the plate of late so did that motivate them to do it this is a kind of a more I don't know uh put some tinfoil on my head thinking here but we, we heard how close we heard that the Yankees were making a push to get Pablo Lopez which I was super excited about that would have been a huge add to the rotation I mean him and Montas obviously no one is going to win the deadline other than the Padres because they got Soto but you're I, I saw that and I'm thinking man the Yankees are about to have the best deadline of any team not name the Padres and then just this was all happening right before the deadline. Then all of a sudden the report of the Montgomery deal happens. And then seconds later you have Heyman tweet that the Marlins are no longer trading Lopez. I mean, is there any chance that the Yankees thought they were getting Lopez and pulled the trigger on the trade and then the Marlins said, no, we're not dealing him? Like, is that even a possibility? It's just because I'm trying to make sense of why this trade happens. And the only two things I can come up with is the Yankees are out on Hicks or the Yankees thought they were getting somebody else to replace Montgomery because I, I just can't come up with any other rational reason for why the Yankees would put themselves in a position to rely on Domingo Herman every fifth start for this foreseeable future. I think that I, I don't think that they had a deal fall through with the Marlins because unless the deal was finalized, I, I don't think Cashman would, would have pulled the trade on, on the other one with the, the car. I don't either. I just can't make sense of it. But any of this. It's I, look, weird. It, it just look the Yankees have gone. Oh, we're going to go with a defensive first shortstop that can't freaking hit in IKF. I know he's he's not even a defensive first. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't do anything. <laughs> then they went with a defensive first catcher, and one of them in Trevino, Trevino learned how to hit. So that that's they lucked out there, but they were going to get nothing from the catcher position if Trevino doesn't have this breakout year. They have a glove only who makes a lot of untimely errors third baseman in Donaldson and yes I know he had a big home run and had a double last night but he's been terrible offensively too and now you're gonna have a center fielder that I'm sorry has less potential to be a good hitter than Aaron Hicks in my opinion and oh yeah the ceiling is def- definitely lower yeah so we're gonna have three positions now short third and, and center that you're just counting on nothing like they're the you know, like I guess Donaldson would be the one I would say like looks like he could be a hitter again, but man, it's 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 not look I, I, that really confuses me. I don't understand how it's going to work in October. I can't see this being like a game changer in October. Like, oh, we're getting ready for the postseason. Well, you know what? If you have Domingo Herman as your number five and you're taking Montgomery out, your bullpen's going to get taxed throughout the rest of the regular season, and we've seen that already. And I know they added a couple arms, but there's still a lot of there's all of August and September to go. And you know, Sevy's not coming back now till mid September because of that weird sixty day thing. And yeah, good for Sevy for not looking at the schedule. By the way, when they tried to explain <laughs> why they wanted to do that, and, and, and you know, like. I, I don't know. Like, how confident are you in Montas's shoulder? Look at what happened with Cole today. Um, uh, Tyone yesterday. Like, you need as many. Like, I, I, I do not like when people are not for amassing talent. Like, get as much as you can. It will figure itself out. Like, just keep as much talent as you can in areas of need. And the rotation is an area of need. Like, 
I, I don't know. And you, and you have, you have Florial and AAA tearing it up. Like if something happened to Hicks, why don't you just give Florial a shot who, who can play now rather than, than wasting Montgomery on, on this trade? It, just, it, it makes no sense to me. I just did. This move makes no sense at, at all. Yeah. And we're not saying in any way that Monty is, you know, a difference maker in, in the rotation and that he's dominant by any means, you know, three, eight, six ERA he has been solid, but he's also been prone to his sudden implosions. We saw it against the Mets. We saw it against the Royals and his what was now his last start as a Yankee when he was cruising along. And then all of a sudden, you know, five people in a row reach base. So we know that that's a factor, but he also leads the league and starts with 21. And when you're trying to keep a bullpen fresh, that is important. I mean, I mean, you seemingly make this trade with judge in mind to keep him fresh because you want to get him out of center field for a little bit. And then, but in doing so, you're also sacrificing keeping the bullpen fresh, which is like you said, has already shown cracks and already shown possible signs of fatigue. I mean, Clay Holmes hasn't been his same dominant self. We saw it in the finale against the Royals. And I think it was Mike Petriello of MLB.com who showed how, drastically uh home's release point has dropped in in the last month which you know could that be a sign of fatigue that he's not throwing us over over the top anymore and having a little more trouble controlling that sinker and while you're seeing walks and hit by pitches i don't know maybe it's obviously you can't say for sure but you would seemingly want people to eat up more innings i have way more confidence in montgomery to do that than domingo herman but just again a, a weird trade the explanation of the trade was was weird you know this opens up a lot of lanes for something to do in, in the playoffs you know I, it's it's weird like you said a glove first shortstop center fielder catcher and third baseman on a playoff lineup when you're trying to take down a lineup like the Astros that's it's it's scary yeah I, I don't the only the only thing I, I and this is this is really like, is this how they're trying to do it? Is your playoff outfield is going to be Benintendi left judge and center and Carpenter and right with Stanton as the DH. And then you'll put in, you'll put in um, Bader in the late innings and center and move judge over to right to improve the defense and get Carpenter out of there. Like, I don't, it just seems like a lot to give up for that kind of, that kind of maneuvering. And and why wouldn't you just use Hicks at that point? And, and as you're, I, I don't know. Anyway, I mean, who knows? Uh, it's, yeah, no, it's, it makes, it's, makes no sense to me. But, I, I, you know, I'm not, you know, we kind of talked about Benintendi already. I'm not super excited about it, but I'm also not down on it. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I, I really like the bullpen moves uh, a lot. I think that's going to be probably the most important thing here. And then, uh, you know, the, you, you needed the starter and they got the second best one available. He does come with a question mark, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, Frankie Montas is he's due to pitch on Sunday. He started the um his Yankee tenure on the bereavement list cuz he uh, had a death in the family, so of course thoughts to him, but um he's supposed to start on Sunday, so it seems like the shoulder's fine. If he's healthy, he's definitely a difference maker, one of the best starting pitchers on the market and they get uh Trevino in that package as well and obviously the numbers this year don't look good at all, but if you look a little deeper is uh, FIP numbers, his expected FIP numbers are actually pretty much right in line with what they were last year when he was uh, much better for um, for the for the A's. And Yankee fans might recognize him from the 2018 Wild Card game. So definitely, ha- I definitely have confidence that the Yankees can unlock something more in Trevino and get him back to closer to the pitcher he was. And in 2021, he's only 30 years old. He showed some good stuff already on. Uh, what was on Tuesday night. And then of course, Efros we already talked about. So good stuff for the bullpen, hopefully good stuff for the starting rotation. Uh, in terms of the outfield, it's certainly got its question marks. We talked about Ben Intendi. Maybe he's pressing a little too much, trying to make an instant impact, but he is not a guy that strikes out. And he struck out three times last night on Wednesday. He's got yeah. one hit, which was an infield single since the trade. And they, again, first time in in this season that he struck out three times in a game I know he has the eight walks so he's still you know putting up good at bats but now here I am feeling like we're talking about a guy like Hicks again like oh well even when he's slumping really bad he's getting on base like the Yankees are are going to need more they you can't go into the playoffs with an outfield that has Hicks and Benintendi who aren't really giving you much offensively and you can't have a the Yankees could theoretically go into the playoffs with two outfielders who are not giving you much offensively, a left side of the infield. That's not giving you anything offensively. That's it's I'm starting, I'm starting to get a little worried about facing a team like the Astros in a playoff series. Yeah. I mean, me too. And Hey, while we're on outfielders, cheers, Joey Gallo. Hope you find some success in, in Los Angeles. Did they make anybody a more, and I, I, I feel bad for him after reading a lot of like how he felt but have you ever seen like a player you know is on his way out just start to feel worse and worse for him as it happened like those articles the athletic and then the nj.com article man i felt bad for gallo um yeah ne- never never personally want to like ride my own players but uh you know i know the yankee fans can really do that and uh it, it's a shame he felt that way but hopefully he gets a reset in la but um What's up, Rocky? How you doing? That's that's all right. We got the dogs here. We love, yeah, love Bomber Brothers. Love our dogs. And got um, some thoughts on Joey Gallo. Yeah, I guess Rocky's not as sympathetic as I am. But um, you know, I was I was thinking they got what the Dodgers' fifteenth ranked prospect, and the you know for what the Phillies gave up for for Robertson, I almost wonder would would the Yankees have been would the Yankees have been able to get D Rob in, in that in that Gallo transaction because they got a decent prospect from from the from the Dodgers and the Phillies didn't give up much for D Rob so it, it almost like it could have worked out but it is what it is and, and I'm happy that 
that Gallo is, is elsewhere. And I hope that he gets, gets a reset. You know, there's a difference between wanting someone to, to do poorly and wanting, you know, and not, you know, and just being like, okay, it's not working out with us. So anyway. Yeah. It's, I certainly feel for, for Gallo, especially after reading those, those quotes, talking about how he didn't even want to show his face on the streets of Manhattan. I mean, come on, we can, do a lot better as fans. Obviously he wants to succeed way more than we want him to succeed. I mean, the guy is a two-time all-star who's in a free agent year, who's looking like he's losing himself millions and millions of dollars while he's struggling in, in New York. So it's not like I, of course, you know, fans are allowed to boo and express their frustrations, but definitely saw it go too far on social media and stuff sometimes. And those guys are on social media. They're in their, 20s and 30s they're gonna they're gonna see all that stuff so now he gets to go all the way to the other side of the country and boom he's right back with another bona fide contender in the Dodgers so hope hope to see him in in the World Series is is how I feel about Joey Gallo's exit well that's that's it and you know now we I don't know. What are you most concerned about with the team moving forward? I mean, I know we have a lot of questions offensively, but I do feel like there's enough pieces there where you're going to like, you know, they, they did put up six runs last night and you know, they, they'd been doing okay offensively. I, I'm really worried about the pitching because Cole has been a question mark now for a couple starts. You know, I, I, I he's going through something Montas with the shoulder Tyone's been pretty bad. Nestor, a little bit of the shine has worn off. Domingo Herman, don't even get me started on him. Sevy's on the IL. I'm very concerned about the rotation, which is hilarious because when we started this podcast on the fan, it was like the rotation could do no wrong. Yeah, it was it was off to a historic start. One of our first episodes, we were comparing their collective stats to the dominant Orioles rotation, the mid-90s Braves rotation, because those, that's actually how good their numbers were. And like you said, all of a sudden – the wheels have, have kind of come off and it's not just one individual guy. Tyone has an ERA of nearly six since June 7th. Cole has now allowed um, at least five earned runs in his last two starts. It, obviously you do, you, you have some better recent history for Cole. I mean, it, it was just, you know, last month when he had back to back, excuse me, really good starts uh, against the Reds and Red Sox where he only allowed two runs in 14 innings, but, We've seen a lot of this from Cole, actually. He, he goes on these stretches of looking like himself, and then, boom, allows seven runs in two and a third's innings against the Twins. Two starts later, one run over seven and a third with 12 strikeouts. Two starts after that, five earned runs over six innings uh, against, against the Red Sox because he can't get Devers out. Next game, seven shutout innings with 11 strikeouts. Two starts after that, gives up nine hits in six innings to the Orioles. Like It, it's, uh, it certainly makes you – nervous can he put up some consistent starts through a stretch in October obviously the 2021 wild card game is still fresh in people's minds I'd say right now I still feel okay with Cole in, in the playoffs I think he'll be able to figure it out I think he'll be able to um, ramp up the intensity and, and perform I, I still feel good about Nestor even though he's not doing what he was doing earlier in the season he's still been solid I think Tyone is is my big concern right now and I mean, obviously, Herman, I, I can't stand watching him pitch because it's just petrifying every time. But I also know that at least that's a means to an end, hopefully. 
when when Seve comes back in mid-September. It sounds like it's a super precautionary thing with Severino because he said he feels fine and he thought he was just going to have a normal ramp up. And it sounds like the Yankees want him to go through more of a spring training 2.0 type ramp up to get him, uh, you know, built up and ready to be a consistent starter in the playoffs. But yeah, I'd say right now the biggest concern is is definitely the rotation. It was the biggest strength at the beginning of the year, and now it's looking like a, a glaring weakness. Is there any kind of adjustments Matt Blake could make? Because he was seen as a wizard earlier in the season, and now the staff as a whole is is really starting to struggle. It and it's it's the walks and the long ball, really, that that's killing. Like Tyone didn't give up a lot in terms of hits last night. He gave up a bunch of walks, though, and all those walks wound up really costing them. There's so many. So many walks came around to score and he gives up home runs after giving up a walk and you have to attack these lineups. You can't, you know, if, if you're pitching, they're just going to wait and wait. Eventually you got to throw one over and they're going to be ready. You have, you have, and, and Cole today too, the control wasn't there and Cole's control has, has definitely faltered in, in these, these starts where he's pitched poorly. And, and, and Tyone's been a, a walk machine since, you know, mid June it's, you know, that, that, that's where they're getting hurt more than anything. And, you know, Domingo seems to nibble and then he throws one over the plate and and away we go. And, you know, they, they have to start attacking the zone more. And, and maybe it is a mechanical thing with a lot of these guys. You know, you said said it about um, Holmes with, with the release point. So maybe it's mechanical and they can find it again. But uh, I'm definitely concerned right now. Um, you know, I think um, that everything's going to flow through that rotation, because like you said, the lineup is constructed around a couple of monsters and then a few non-factors. So um, you're going to get your spots to score runs, but you're not going to just go out and, you know, have uh, 10 runs every night, but, you know, going to score five or six, you would think so. But, you know, just like last night or last night or today, like if you don't get a good, good pitching performance, five or six isn't enough. Yeah. Look, look, we've seen this Yankee offense in recent years tee off on, elite starters. We've seen them bomb Shane Bieber in the 2020 wildcard series. We've seen them, uh, we've seen them do some damage against guys like uh, Granky in the 2019 ALCS. Like we know that these core players can, can tee off on good pitching, but we've also seen them get shut down by good pitching. We, we saw that with the Astros a lot already this season. So on those nights in a playoff series where the bats aren't aren't cooking and they're not putting up crooked numbers. They need the rotation to keep them in games and get it in to become a battle of the bullpens. And it's look, the Yankees, they don't lose blowouts typically because they, they have had pretty solid pitching as a whole all year, even though the rotation has been struggling. I mean, today was only what the fifth time all season that they've lost by more than three runs. So you expect them to keep games close in, in the playoffs, but you're also going to want your pitching to, be putting up a little bit better of an effort so those close games can can turn into wins and you're not playing from behind yeah I mean that's that that's exactly it they're playing from behind so often and it it puts pressure then you know you're you're going to different guys in the bullpen when you need to pull a starter early the the offense has a ton of pressure on it and you know you know if you're going to win the world series, you're going to have to be the Houston pitching, which consists of Verlander. You're going to have to have a game where you go toe to toe with, with, with one of those guys and come out on top. And if you're going to beat, you know, the Mets or the Dodgers, you're going to have to, you know, maybe beat Scherzer and, and DeGrom. Like it, it you're And you need your starting pitcher to put you in a position like Moose did that so well 
when the Red Sox and Yankees were going head to head and you would have Pedro versus Moose, it seemed like three times a year. And, and Mucina would just keep the Yankees in the game and then they would come back. You need a guy that's going to do that and not have a, you know, a, a give up six runs in four innings or, or five runs in five innings. So, um, you know, hopefully they can make some, some adjustments here, but aside from the first game that the pitching really torpedoed uh, this series, I know the Yankees came back last night. Um, you know, you like to see that fight. And that's one thing this team does have. They do have a lot of fight, but uh, the, it was a really poor series against a, a playoff uh, team, like a contender. And, um, you know, I, I was really disappointed with how this this series turned out. First game notwithstanding, which was a ton of fun, but also facing, you know, not a great pitcher for, you know, the, the Mariners. Yeah. And also facing a weakened Mariners lineup that didn't have Julio Rodriguez or Ty France, and they still... I mean, Garrett Cole got teed off on six runs in the first inning. That's most he's allowed in the first inning in his entire career. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of things about this series that were not very uh, that were not very fun to watch, including our two uh, picks for the belt in Tyone and Cole. We picked those two to win the belt, and they both were arguably two of the biggest net negatives of of this series. Yeah, I, I don't know how you pick anybody else. I mean. Hicks grinded into a couple double plays in the second game in big spots, but yeah, Hicks went hitless for the series. He's hitless in his last again twenty six at bats, but I don't think that was as consequential as Tyone and yeah and Cole. I mean, if if Tyone pitches a halfway decent game, the Yankees already win the series with Cole on the mound. And while Cole settled in really nicely, I mean, we should mention that after his nightmare first inning, he was looked pretty dominant the rest of the way. But it didn't really matter after you allow six home runs or six runs on three home runs in the first inning. It's definitely a definitely going to deflate a home ballpark when that's all happens before the Yankees even, even come to bat. So yeah, I'd say, I'd say Tyone and Cole were uh, probably two of the worst picks we, we could have had for the belts. This, they this series. Spit the bit. Yeah, they sure did. All right. Well, they get a My day judge off. is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Judge continues to to be amazing, and was really hoping that they would actually give him something to hit on Tuesday night because even you know Torres has always been clutch, but you just feel way better about Judge potentially getting a hold of one and hitting one out. I I felt like uh, I forget the reliever's name. I'm sorry. Um, I thought he was pitching around Judge and Rizzo to get to that spot because LeCastro was there, and they would have had to pinch hit with with. I I felt like he was like you know. Rizzo's been very hot. Judge obviously has just been playing out of his mind all year. And he was like, I'm I'm gonna make you know Glaber's in a big slump. Or if they left LaCastro and LaCastro, like make one of them beat him. Like, and they couldn't. Yeah, it was Andres Munoz, and he was throwing pumping 102 miles an hour. Yeah. And that first that first pitch to Glaber was was a ball. But yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Glaber didn't look like he was gonna be having a very competitive at bat anyway. No. No, he, he he looked like he was he was struggling, and you're right. It did look like they wanted to get to that. I mean, loading the bases to get to Glaber seems like not um, not an optimal game plan. But they clearly pitched around around Judge, and then seemed like they were biting a little bit more with with Rizzo, who's had just as much of a power stroke as as Judge lately. So without those two guys, the month of July and early here in August might look even worse than than it currently has with the Yankees, basically the last month plus turning into a you know, 500-ish team? Sub-500 in like their last 22 games, I think. It's, it's been bad, man. I mean, they, you know, I don't think they're as bad as they've been the last month, but it's it's been rough. And after such a great start, they need uh, 
you know, maybe a little closed door meeting here. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. And again, I don't think they do anything, but I think the idea that they had a meeting will do something to change the mojo somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody is always looking for that meeting to, to turn things around. You remember like the meeting in 98 when they got off to the bad start or Cashman coming to Atlanta in 2009 and turning that season around. So, Hey, I'm, I'm all for it. If they feel like they need to have it, I certainly don't think it's panic time, but I mean, the, the rotation is definitely giving me some concern. This is going to sound weird, but I, I think get, getting on the road might be what's best right now because they're going to have uh, a couple, you know, they play in St. Louis and then they go to Seattle. They're going to have a, a, a about a full week away from playing in New York or, you know, playing in Boston or, you know, they might have a little time to get acclimated as a team again with the new pieces that they have come to terms with Monty being gone and, and maybe just kind of get out of the spotlight for a little bit and, and let some guys kind of get comfortable in their own skin. So that happens a lot in hockey where you see a team maybe come together on the road. So hopefully that'll happen here for the Yankees. Now that this is who we're going to war with. This is, this is it. This, there's no, there's no second trade deadline with the waivers and whatnot. This, this is our squad moving forward. So you know, come together. Maybe Stanton comes back, and uh, and let's uh, let's win some ball games. Yeah, it's got to start in St. Louis, and a tough lineup for this struggling pitching staff to try to hold down. You got Goldschmidt and Arenado right in the middle of that lineup. They are another playoff team, and it's going to be a little scary in Game Two when Herman's on the mound. But you have Nestor, and then the debut of Frankie Montas, bookending. This series, the Cardinals haven't announced their pitching probables yet, but there is there's a chance that the Yankees could see their old friend in Montgomery right away. He could he could very well pitch this weekend, but um, you know, three game series on the road would obviously love love to take it. But who who are you eyeing up as a potential uh, winner of the belt this series? Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Judge. I think he's. Uh, his march on history, he's going to go into, you know, Mark McGuire territory and, and hit a couple home runs and, and say he's coming for McGuire's record. So I'm going to go with Judge. All right. I'm, I'll go with his fellow current Bash brother and say Rizzo. I'd say Rizzo's back in the NL Central, is a little comfortable to be back in some familiar surroundings from his Cubs days, and he stays hot with the power stroke. Hopefully hits a few big home runs to uh, give this pitching staff some some breathing room, and hopefully we start – seeing some improvements and hopefully we see something good out of Montas in his, in his first start. I hope so, man. I'm, I'm going to be paying attention to that one really closely. We'll see what, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited though. I mean, you don't, you know, I know this is going to change next season, but St. Louis is a ballpark. We don't get to watch them play in very often. And uh, one of the more, you know, historic teams, I, I know they're playing in a newish ballpark, but uh Pretty, pretty excited to see that. And um, they've had some good matchups with the Cardinals over, over the over the years when they do get together in interleague. So excited for it. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for it too. Hope everyone else is and hope everyone enjoys the weekend. Hope everyone is feeling good about the deadline moves. We will talk again after the series finale on Sunday and talk about Frankie Montaz's debut. Uh, Sean, you got a closing remark though. Just want to want to ask now that the deadline's over, what addition, which which addition do you think was the is the X factor down the stretch here? What one do you think uh, works out the best? Uh, I'm going to say it's Efros. I think he's going to put in some some big some big innings in Michael King's spot. 
he obviously left a, a big void. Um, I'd say it's got it's either him or it has to be either him or, or Montas. I think he needs to have play a big role as well now that Montgomery's gone. But what about you? Oh, Bader definitely. No, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was gonna I was gonna say either Efros or uh, or Montas. So I'll go Montas. That's who I hope it is. Yeah, no, that they they need I, him. I just hopefully. need Benintendi to be serviceable. Yeah, he's putting up Gallo like numbers. Uh, Should have kept Gallo. Yeah. Uh, no, I expect Ben Tendy to settle into and start hitting for more average and getting on base. But no, it's been it's been a rough start. We've seen it happen before though, and guys are fine. And then we've seen it happen with guys like Gallo and it never works out. So hopefully Ben Tendy is gonna say he had to get vaccinated and since then he can't hit. So yeah, just, just like, like uh <laughs> just like Didi and those guys over on the Phillies would say. Mm. All right. Well, Remember, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll talk to you next time. Let's go, Yanks.